Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Ryorden verse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Ryorden in timeline order. I'm your host Fran and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey as we move on to the next chapters in The Lightning Thief story with chapter 15, A God Buys Us Cheeseburgers, and chapter 16, we take a zebra to Vegas. As always, I've my points to focus on. So today we've got character dynamics and relationships, pacing, and just generally what I thought of it. But to begin, here's the synopsis. The trio experience rainbow pride with a hint of misleading, meet a cannibal god and exploit my fear of spiders before heading on the inhumane animal truck ride of friendship on their way to their quest before being trapped in paradise for plot convenience. Now that is a roller coaster ride. So yes, that is chapter 15 and chapter 16 that we will be looking at today. But before I begin, as I said a moment ago, I do actually have some incredible news that I do want to share with you guys because I've shared it everywhere else so you guys may have seen it if you are following us on social media which if you are not links are in the episode notes so go follow us on all our social media but um I am going to be a published writer um I have been accepted onto a short story collection uh for writing a horror story set in Roman Britain I know I know my expertise area really um not the horror side but you know everyone loves to experiment every so often that sounds wrong coming from a lesbian um (laughs) but yeah no I'm really looking forward to it um I'm not obviously going to give too much away there is the information for Britannia and beyond which is where this uh story is going to be um it's shared on our social media um and it's part of Golden Goblin Press which is a Call of Cthulhu area area that's not the word that i want to use uh <laughs> a company that do lots of gaming stuff for the call of cthulhu series um and lots of stories relating to that too which is where i come in um and yes no i'm just i'm really really excited and uh, i just kind of can't wait to get started and of course i will keep you guys up to date and when it does go out i will announce it everywhere i'll put like a link here and like episode notes when it's out and stuff like that because I want people to know that I'm published. <laughs> that is the only reason I want people to see my name. That is that is the one big thing here, that my name will be in something that is published. Technically, I have been published before for a poem done ages ago in this thing called the Mothmore. Mo- mo- what's it called? 
the Moth Moor Anthology, I can never say it right, which is found on, on Amazon. It was something set up by my university. And, okay, there is another thing I published in too, which is 7TV Pulp, which is a wargaming um, game. Um, but this will be a proper thing. This will be something that's completely 100% my my own. It's with a, a publishing company that just, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, it sounds like I'm like bashing on the things I've done in my past. I've loved it. It's been a great experience. I have enjoyed it. But this is the first big thing, which is like solely my own. It's something that I'm fully working on. Something that I'm really invested in more so as well. And yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just generally really excited. And I want to tell you guys because... You guys are my friends and <laughs> this is one of the big places that I can share this stuff with and like get like a big audience to well that's aspirational of me a big audience ha 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 no I do Fran remember self-confidence remember what Madeline said self-confidence um <laughs> oh god this is already getting off to a wild start guys a wild start and the irony of talking about wild starts because we do have some wild animals and just insects and animals as a whole, actually speaking of, I saw a spider earlier, so I'm just going to check to see if it's in my room. Okay, no, we're good. It was outside, like, near my door, and it was moving, and I was like, well, this is dangerous territory for me here. Um, <laughs> oh, another announcement. Not really an announcement, but it's a thing. I now have TikTok. <laughs> Um, and I've become slightly obsessed with it, but I have been doing all things Percy Jackson related on my TikTok, in fact, and, um, are doing Percy Jackson hot takes. Um, they're kind of slightly popular. Uh, my name on it is A Dose of Fran, relating predominantly to, obviously, my, my YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, no, I'm having a lot of fun with those. I'm doing, like, two a day of things that I think are, like, hot takes. Like, um, oh, I can't really give too many of them away because spoilers but if you guys are interested in my hot takes of percy jackson go check me out at a dose of fran on tiktok i'll put that in the show notes as well um but yeah okay i'll get onto the main thing now because obviously that is what you guys are here for you aren't here to learn about my life because why would you want that that's so boring um, <laughs> so let us get on to the first chapter chapter 15 because 15 becomes a force become I can never say that sentence right. Fifteen comes before... Fifteen comes before sixteen. I, maybe I should just stop saying that sentence as a whole because it's just it's just a, one mess after another each time I try. Okay, so, yes, chapter fifteen. A god buys us cheeseburgers. Now, to summarise chapter fifteen, it is as follows. Percy, King of Sass, returns. Iris, accept my offering, or like, leave a message. We get in touch with Luke, and trouble be occurring at camp. Trojan War. Alright, okay, guys, keep an eye out for horses. Someone had to be invisible to steal. Wait, Annabeth? Also, Grover and someone turning into a pine tree. What the heck happened to these kids? Ares. The original bully arrives, and he'd make any anger management therapist a little bit twitchy. A side quest is given to the Tunnel of Love. I feel a cliché Netflix rom-com coming. Oh no, he has information about Queen Sally. That is a low blow, man. 
My tattoo is mentioned. Even strength has to bow to wisdom sometimes. Everyone check out the tattoo. Go to my Instagram, healthy desert Also, a divorce attorney would get a kick out of the gods. Oi, Percy, check your sixism boy. Sally would be disappointed. Ah, the fear of spiders arrives. I feel for you, Annabeth. Also, I'm now incredibly paranoid about every single corner in my room. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> also, the gods must be bored if they have their own TV network. Also, can I get a subscription to the TV network? Maybe? Yes? No? Alright, call me. Let me know. Just, you know. You know my number. You're a god. Um, oh, ho, 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 ho. Aries, you are in trouble, boy. But I probably shouldn't be calling you boy because you are a god and you could smite the heck out of me. Sorry. The hate. No, would it be Hades? No, because that's using his name in vain and that's like a thing. No, that's a Christian thing. Maybe it's a god thing as well. Hmm. Sorry, that was completely off topic, but I mean, question things. But yes, that is the summary of chapter 15. And. Okay, we get quite a lot in this chapter. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Uh, we get some bonding between the trio, and then obviously we get that conversation with Luke and some, like, insights and stuff, but other than that, not a lot happens. And I'm kind of disappointed. Oh, sorry, I did not mean to yawn halfway through speaking. I didn't... Uh, I'm slightly disappointed is what I was trying to say. I forgot what I was even trying to say. Yeah, and I'm just kind of... I'm slightly disappointed with this chapter. Like, yeah. Side quests are just... Why? Just, no. Just don't... Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I think it's just really frustrating. Considering... Uh, no, that's a spoiler. I can't say that. But yeah, I don't know. The side quests I just think was unnecessary as a whole. It just slows down the story as a whole. In terms of, like, pacing... It really does slow it down a lot. And it's just... Like, we do get them working together as a team. But we've already had quite a lot of that already. And especially next chapter when we have more of that. This one just feels a bit baseless. But, um... Kind of moving on from the slight negative for that. The one positive that I can give for this chapter is the character dynamics that we do get with it. With Percy, Luke, and also the trio as a whole. I think... The thing that I got from this, and I think is nice, because it just shows, firstly, that Percy's a kid, something that we all need to remember when we are reading this. This is a book for kids, and Percy is a kid. But Percy looking up to Luke is actually, like, the sweetest thing. This is a kid who, other than his mum, has never had someone care about him and be someone for him to look up to. Like, all the people in his life, his teachers and all these sort of people, have, like, been pains in the butts um i was trying i was gonna say something so much worse and i was like no i have a young audience let's not do that um but yeah so it's it's really it's nice to see that he's got like he's got someone else in his life an adult i think luke's 19 no 18 19 now i think i feel like that's right i don't remember if we get his age Guys, if I'm wrong, can you please correct me? <laughs> um, I'm usually wrong, so that makes... Oh, if he was in... If it was... How old was he in the diary? 
Oh, it doesn't really matter. I don't care. Um, but also him. I think the thing that's interesting is that him learning about Grover and like getting the suspicion about Annabeth from Luke when he mentions that the only person who could steal these things would have to be like invisible. And obviously, Annabeth has an invisible cap. Like, I don't know. It's just what I get about it. So we get these suspicions and like Percy kind of realizing they're probably both hiding something from him. Um, it just kind of, after all of this and everything that happens afterwards, it just shows that he cares about his friendship with them because he really doesn't allow these possible truths about these people that he's with affect what's going on. He's built a relationship with them. He knows them in a way. So no doubt seems to set in. Like, yeah, he doesn't tell them what Lucas said. But like, Heck, like, he goes out of his way to keep them safe during the side quest, even with these suspicions that they aren't being fully honest with him. Like, th- like he is the best boy. Like, I think this is the thing. It's like what I mentioned before. Like, Percy is just such a good person that he doesn't want anyone to get hurt. He doesn't want anyone to be in danger or just anything like that at all. To the point that he will sort of put himself at risk by having the the case being that if any of these people, whether it be Grover or Annabeth, are actually betraying him, he still wouldn't allow them to get hurt. I think, yeah, I don't know. It's just, he is just, he's just a good guy. And I think that's what's really nice, that he is just generally a good person. And I think it's nice to have that in in a main character like obviously he's got his problems like he's got his anger management issues like nobody's business and it's brought out worse being around Ares because obviously god of war is going to happen but other than that and those issues that he does have he is still a good person and yeah that just <laughs> percy is awesome <laughs> um but that's all kind of what i have for chapter 15 because like again not really that much happens or of significance occurs in that chapter not really anything of significance happened in any of them there are some in chapter 16 but i will get onto that now so chapter 16 we take a zebra to vegas and for the summary of chapter 16 it is as follows making fun of people with disabilities aries you suck Gifts are never to be trusted. They come with... Ooh! Oreos! Okay, forget what I said. Sally's not dead! Just... Kidnapped. Oh, damn. Uncle Rick. Speaker for the unjustly caged animals. Environmental Protection Police! I am here for it! And I'm going to make much of that now, actually. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry. Annabeth and Percy Friendship Bonding. The whole backstory. Talia, Grover, Annabeth and Luke. And just in general, big oof. Serious friendship bonding for all of them. They reach LA and Percy can hear horses. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Animals loose in LA. Honestly, this is just a British idea of LA anyway, so this just didn't seem out of the ordinary at all. The Lotus Casino, because this doesn't seem like a trap at all. Ah, of course, it was a trap. 
They were there for five days and it didn't feel like even a day. Now there's only one day to finish the quest. Oh my gods. And that is basically chapter 16. And okay, I want to start with the positives, but I ended with positives in the previous one. So I'm going to start with the negatives actually. And the main negative for this chapter is that the pacing sucks. And I I hate being negative, but it's not even negative. It's just, actually, no, you know what? I don't hate it. I enjoy being critical because if you can't critique things, well, it'd probably be more fun to not critique things on always. Oh, I can't enjoy media whatsoever anymore. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just the, the pacing in this chapter is just so bad there's just it's just so much happens Ares is being for lack of a better term a dick um he, they he puts him in the truck and they learn about the past Percy has a nightmare he gets information on the shadow f- person and the traitor Sally's mum is in the underworld they arrive in Los Angeles they get trapped in the Lotus Hotel and then they escape because she it's just an, overloaded with stuff and the last part with the lotus casino is just i think it's like maybe two maybe three pages long it's just so quick and it's only there to speed up the timeline so it's like oh my god it's tomorrow this is so bad and it's kind of like just if you want to do that remove something else from early which was basically like another side quest and yeah i'm looking at you medusa storyline get rid of it get rid and just so they can get to aries quicker and then have the whole lotus casino section as an entire chapter dedicated to it because the lotus casino is such an interesting thing and it could have been built on so much so but it's just not it's done it's they enter and they escape in two to three chapters two to three pages and it's just it just feels like a nonsensical thing and just so much for plot convenience and yeah it's it becomes more obvious that it is like plot convenience more than anything because it feels rushed and it is for the fact that we are nearing the end of the story like we've got maybe for this podcast itself like three chapters left for about three episodes left sorry for the lightning thief and then we're done and it's just yeah i think it could have been done a lot better if it was spread out and if honestly a few things from the past were removed because we've had lots of side quests and i know this is like a common thing in like ancient greek stories like obviously the odyssey the iliad there was like those stories are so long because there are so many side quests but again like you, you do start to have your attention be lost because just so many things are just constantly happening and it's like but why stop (laughs) um sorry that was that was an intense not even that intense this wasn't as bad as my medusa one i'm going to keep bringing that up still because i'm still mad um but yeah i just think the pacing could have been better but one of the positives of this chapter though is as always what i love about this story and that is the character relationships because seriously i just i really do love the moments where we get the get bonding between the trio 
and even just with Percy and Annabeth because obviously they're the ones who are going to be experiencing a little bit more because they're the ones constantly in danger like poor Percy <laughs> Percy is supporting Annabeth and understanding her spider fear um, and then she opens up about her father as well which okay I forgot how bad it actually was <sighs> please stop trying to push her back to this family they are and i'm gonna swear here because there is no other way to say it shitty people they do not deserve her forgiveness i don't care if she's 12 she deserves but she no they are not her family they should not be considered her family whatsoever that oh, I feel like I need to redo the section like I did before. Hold on, let me get to it actually, because I'm going to now. So her, ba her dad basically it sent her his, his college ring, which is his connection to Athena, and asked her to come back. Um, and she responded with, "That was the problem. I believed him. I tried to go home for that school year, but my stepmom was the same as ever. She didn't want her kids put in danger by living with a freak. Monsters attacked. We argued." monsters attacked we argued i didn't even make it through winter break i called chiron and came right back to camp half-blood and honestly it's just that so i i don't remember when it's i don't even know if it actually said but it was a i think it's meant to be like a few summers ago so probably when she was like maybe like 10 or 11 <sighs> this is just an abusive family relationship and it's really frustrating to me. I know I'm bringing up neg like negative critiques again. It is really frustrating to me that people in the book are continuing to say that Annabeth should give her dad and her stepmom, etc., a break and keep trying. She shouldn't be the one trying. Because from the sounds of it, they haven't contacted her since either. So why is she the only one who's having to try? I know I did a whole video about people hating on Annabeth, mainly because everyone was like, oh, but her family don't seem so bad. Read the books again and everything that Annabeth says, and remember that all of these things that her family have done are to, when she's under the age of 12 slash 11. All of the terrible things that they do. And then come back to me and say, oh, okay, yeah, no, I still hate her because she's overreacting, because it's ridiculous. And it's just... <sighs> she shouldn't be the one trying that's all i'm saying and it's really frustrating to keep reading over and over again that she just didn't try because it's not her blooming responsibility she's a child and her family have abandoned her they've tried to sort it out maybe occasionally and then they argue and blame her because monsters attack it's not her fault and yet you're putting all this blame on a child it's disgusting god i got so passionate then oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna have to actually do a, a whole youtube video about why annabeth shouldn't go back to her family um people are not going to agree with it probably because people are people but it's just something that i'm incredibly passionate about and you will see when it comes in future that i'm still going to be really passionate about it because it's the most it's the thing that's angered me so much about this series and it's the one thing that I remain standing with this fact. Other things often change and fluctuate here and there. But this is the one thing that I've always thought 
from the beginning, Annabeth should never forgive her family. I know the things of like never obviously is a big thing, but everything that they've put her through for as many years as it happened is not okay. I'm just, yeah. Okay, sorry, I'll carry on with the nice things. <laughs> um, Percy is supportive and is trying to make her feel better in relation to this too as well. But then what's really nice is that they also then... Sorry, hiccup. They then also go on to comfort Grover together when he admits that he feels guilty and thinks that it's his fault and his fault alone that Talia died and was like turned into a tree. He He thinks that it's completely his fault that he made a mistake like he he's a terrible satyr he's a t- and all these sort of things and they are just they are so awesome like they're so caring about him and they're just all such oh, that i love their friendship so much like this is just true friendship here and it's it's awesome like their chemistry as a friendship group i think is the best that i've seen in any friendship story based thing i don't know where i was going with that and <laughs> any story that have like uh, the main best friend group sort of thing this is the best one I think for me because you can actually see their chemistry as a friendship group I think there are a few others like uh, the Gallagher Girls series I quite like that friendship there as well but other than that I don't like I wasn't the biggest fan of the one in Harry Potter because there's there's some issues that I have with that um there's a few other series where I'm not the biggest fan uh vampire diaries as well not vampire diaries uh vampire academy is another one that the friendship is organic and the chemistry is good as well um i may have to do a bonus episode on that one actually same with gallagher girls because i've brought them both up a few times actually um but you know i just their friendship in this is great and it's just it's really organic and i like how it's built over time as well like percy and annabeth still bicker but they don't bicker as much and they're kind of now more bantery than anything um they open up to each other a lot more too and it's just it's just i really really like it and yeah that's just kind of my final bit for (laughs) chapter 15 and 16 um overall i think this unfortunate bit is that these two chapters other than like the background for the talia story and uh, some of the things to do with Percy's dreams and kind of getting an idea as to who the traitor may be because he recognises slightly the voice or he has he feels like he recognises the voice but he can't really tell. So we get a few things like that but I think the thing that lets these two chapters down is the pacing in both. The fact that there are quite a few things in them that I feel just are very unnecessary but the shining star of them both is the character relationships and dynamics and it's just something that again as a whole always stands out to me with the Percy Jackson series is that every chapter has something to do with building the relationship with building this dynamic that helps them like when they were fighting um on the tunnel of love ride you can see how different their fighting styles are since they've been working together a lot more and it's only been like like a few days but they've built this way of working together and it feels organic like that they're much better at doing it than they were before 
and just it just makes so much more sense um so yeah no other than you know a few things feeling a bit meh with 15 and 16 overall really good character chapters but plot wise could use some work all right though so to finish up with what's going on we're going to get to the main segments of my podcast episodes and that is starting first with the song of the story now this one is one that you guys may be slightly surprised with um anyone who follows me on social media um my personal account and also a little bit of my my uh one for this podcast um i am a big k-pop fan i do i love my k-pop and i listen to it quite frequently um and so today's song of the story was slight toss up between two different songs but i've cemented on one of them because i think the other one is going to work slightly better for either next one or maybe even the last one uh, it depends how i'm listening to it because there's usually like a, a specific playlist that i listen to so if it pops up when i'm reading then we will know that it's meant to be but for this one this song came up quite a lot when i was reading and i couldn't not use it for this one and i know k-pop isn't for everyone but i highly recommend giving this song a listen and see what you think now the song of the story for today is destroyer by monster x and you you will see why it feels like it suits the sort of what's going on in in this in this oh i broke down momentarily there robotic malfunction um (laughs) in terms of the dynamics i feel like it kind of suits that i actually recommend watching the uh music video for this one particularly to kind of get an idea of what i mean for it um but yes so that is the song of the story but to move on to what you guys always want is the answers for last week's question which was why do you think demigods want their godly parents approval slash attention now of course i can't get everyone's answers in here because i don't want to put too much time into this because obviously the episodes are usually quite long enough as it is um (laughs) but i will try to do as many as possible now from deej the dj and if you are a dj that is very cool uh from them they say i'd say because more often than not the gods claim to love their kids and want to spend more time with them but never actually do they've given them all these amazing gifts powers but in the end they rarely show up they never spend time with them and they're more or less absent it's the idea of the child sitting on the doorstep waiting for dad or mum i'm just adding in to come pick them up after promising they would but they always cancel and yeah no i i totally get that and i think that's the thing here that is just these are basically abandoned kids who are constantly thinking that maybe one day that this parent will come and everything will be what they dream of it's this i watched a film not too long ago that kind of has that sort of concept but it's more that the parent that has stayed kind of bigs up this absentee parent um the film is called rookie of the year and the mum basically says that his dad was like a um i think it's either major or minor league baseball player and that's what gets him into wanting to be a baseball player um i don't want to spoil spoil the film actually so i'm not going to say the bit after but it's like a common thing where people will say these things about an absentee parent um 
just because they they don't want to let their kid down so this just it really does make sense and i like that then from floor 600 and yes if you guys do not recognize that name well then what how could you not floor 600 come on these guys are awesome and that is because they are another percy jackson podcast and their answer is as follows because the gods barely pay attention to their kids and so when they do the demigods will drop everything to help their godly parent and they do have another thing extra added on but it's slightly spoilery so i'm not going to say it <laughs> but uh thank you guys for uh giving that answer and if you guys haven't checked out floor 600 you must be living under a rock go listen to floor 600 they are just finishing up the last olympian i believe um when I am recording this episode so yeah they are very very far ahead in comparison to myself um but they are brilliant to listen to um that it's a lot of fun to listen to them as well um so yeah go check out floor 600 but to continue with last week's questions answers from pattern 8813 they say because they have issues issues and yes they put the musical notes there so that's why i sang it uh Patton is actually my friend jacob who is in the process of starting up his own percy jackson podcast um when that does come out i'll probably give a shout out on uh one of the episodes here as well for for him um but Patton Patton <laughs> sorry it's because i'm reading it off the screen i just keep seeing your last name um but yeah no Jacob, thank you uh, for the answer. And yes, guys, I will let you know when his podcast is out. Then from Supreme Nova. I think demigods want their godly parents' approval because gods are supposed to be almighty. So if they get the approval of gods, then maybe they, the demigod, is worth more than just being a child cursed to deal with monsters. And honestly... I I like that and that makes a lot of sense especially in the context of them being demigods as well like they have to put up with so much so to kind of get recognition from their parents that I see you I hear you I get you in a sense would be worth it in a sense because it then makes everything they are going through not bearable or even worth it but it's worth something I think that's it, kind of, at the end of the day. And then from Megan Newark. Everyone wants to know that their parents care about them, especially demigods, who might not have the best relationship with their mortal parent. And you can tell from me, this bit is now, that this is why I've left this one for the last one to say, because, like I said before, the majority of demigods seem to have really bad relationships with their mortal parents as well because from the sounds of it the the mortal parents kind of suck and annabeth is just a prime example in this case because annabeth deserves a hell of a lot more better than her god's forsaken horrific parents um who i won't even class as parents because they're both terrible people um (laughs) oh i'm so angry about all of this um but yeah, those are the answers for last week's question of the episode. If you want to see the other answers that were given, be sure to go check us out on Instagram and you will be able to see the post to see what else other people said. But 
for this week's question of the episode, we have the question. If there was any quest from mythology that you could send our trio on, what would it be and why? And of course, if you want to get your answer in, it will be posted up on our Instagram the day after this episode goes out, so Thursday, or you can DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or if you want to go really in depth, be sure to send us an email to thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com. Um, but as always, thank you all so much for joining me today for chapters 15 and 16. Be sure to join me next Wednesday to continue our Riot Inverse journey. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, where you should drop a follow, Apple Podcasts, where you should subscribe and leave a review, Audio Boom, Stitcher, where you can also leave a rating and a review, and Deezer. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter and on Tumblr at thebestdamncamp.tumblr.com. If you want to email me with your own thoughts, you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com and I will read it out at the end of the show. Of course, with anything like that, it can be things relating to the podcast, something you think I may have gotten wrong, something that you think I should be doing, or just kind of anything in general that you want to share with me that you want shared to the audience. I'm basically saying this because I love getting emails and it makes me really happy, so please, someone send me an email of your thoughts for Percy Jackson. Um... (laughs) uh, If you want to support me making this content, I have also linked my patreon which of course is predominantly set up for my youtube channel um if i can figure it out though it will hopefully include podcast elements in the future too on that note be sure to check out my youtube channel a healthy dose of fran for more percy jackson content and drop me a follow at a healthy dose of fran on instagram and at a dose of fran on twitter again thank you guys for tuning in as always i've been fran your very own hunter. And I will see slash speak to you guys next time. Toodaloo.